Hi friends, this is Japheth. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is Wednesday, January 16. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira, and uh, let me pray for today, middle of the week as well. Um, Heavenly Father, just thank you for this week. Thank you for all that we've processed so far. I ask, Lord, for a continued blessing as we wrestle through this text and all the implications of it, what it means for our life today, what it means for our community at large. We ask for your wisdom and guidance and uh, for the Spirit to show us new insights. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I am reading from the New Testament for Everyone, the NTE, today, Ephesians 5, 1 through 21. So you should be imitators of God, like dear children. Conduct yourselves in love, just as the Messiah loved us and gave himself for us, as a sweet-smelling offering and sacrifice to God, subheading darkness and light in matters of sex. As for fornication, uncleanness of any kind, or greed, you shouldn't even mention them. You are, after all, God's holy people. Shameful, stupid, or coarse conversations are quite out of place. Instead, there should be thanksgiving. You should know this, you see, no fornicator, nobody who practices uncleanness, no greedy person, in other words, an idolater, has any inheritance in the Messiah's kingdom or in God's. Don't let anyone fool you with empty words. It's because of these things, you see, that God's wrath is coming on people who are disobedient. So don't share in their practices. After all, at one time you were in darkness, you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. So behave as children of light. Light has its fruit, doesn't it, in everything that's good and just and true. Think through what's going to be pleasing to the Lord. Work it out. Subheading light and darkness. So don't get involved in the works of darkness, which all come to nothing. Instead, expose them. The things they do in secret you see are shameful even to talk about, but everything becomes visible when it's exposed to the light, since everything that is visible is light. That's why it says, Wake up, you sleeper. Rise up from the dead. The Messiah will shine on you. So take special care how you conduct yourselves. Don't be unwise, but be wise. Make use of any opportunity you have, because these are wicked times we live in. So don't be foolish. Rather, understand what the Lord's will is. And don't get drunk with wine. That way lies dissipation. Rather, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to each other in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and chanting in your heart to the Lord always giving thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord, Jesus the Messiah. Wives and husbands, Hmm. be subject to one another out of reverence for the Messiah. And a little bonus thrown inside there. Yes. So yesterday we ran out of time. Uh, We were talking about sin Mm-hmm. And we were talking about behaviors, and uh, and I think you were making a really good point uh, about that um, inside there. And I think we didn't we didn't have time to kind of explore it, and I don't want to really take up too much time away from today's question either. But um, I think that uh, part of the difficulty is that when we think about sin, sometimes we often think about sin just as uh, as just the act of doing something, as opposed to this uh, this this broken relationship that actually exists. 
And so if we, if we start to see sin more in the way that the Bible expresses it as this uh, idea that we want to be separate from God, that we have separated ourselves from God, I think we see it in, in different lights, in a different place than just behavior always. And when we focus just on behavior, we just focus on the outward appearance of what it actually looks like, um, <clears throat> then we start to check everything off on other people all the time. And I think that's when things get really complicated. Well, and I even think this text weirdly seems to be speaking in two directions. On the one hand, it says you should not even mention fornication or greed, etc. Of course, he's mentioning them by telling us not to mention them, but we'll let that go. But then it, you know, it goes on and on. You shouldn't get sucked into this world. You should pay no attention to it. You should just be thankful and praise and do all this stuff. But then you're also supposed to go out of your way to expose these things. So it seems to me that to expose all these things, you'd have to be paying attention to them and talking about them. So it feels like, I don't yeah, know, I don't understand is, that. Is it better to just kind of take the high road and pretend that these things do not exist or work diligently to expose what everybody else around you is doing? Like what would even be no, the point of that? No, I think I think he's saying, I think... I actually see it. I see it slightly differently. I see. I see that he's actually saying here, uh, "Don't live in that world." Uh, <clears throat> right. But you can't ignore the world that actually exists around you. Well, if so, you can't even mention it, that is ignoring it, well, isn't it? No, I think he's actually talking about not living in that world is actually kind of perpetuating it by not mentioning it. That's the kind of thing that he's actually trying to say. It's like if you're going to be in foolish talk, if you're going to be focusing on on for, on that kind of language and saying things that are evil to each other and saying things that are inappropriate and all that kind of stuff, if you live in that kind of like foolish language that he talks about, then then you're going to per per perpetuating evil. And who wants to be in a place where you're just like creating that? And so he says, but it is happening around us. And so because it is, shed light on it as well. And and don't don't encourage it, but don't let it just sit aside there. And all of this, of course, can only be done if you actually understand right at the beginning that we are to be imitators of God. We are to well, be Well, I children. think I would get it more if it if it indicated that you should be shedding light on the things that you do in secret. But it's the word they the yeah. things they do. And yeah. again, this focus on exposing other people, I just don't understand. You don't like that? Um, no, I'm not too into that. No. They shouldn't. I suppose I just don't. Well, uh, so I think it's, it's always this constant finger pointing at everybody yeah. else. Everybody else is the problem. Everybody else is evil. Everybody else. Maybe, and that's the way maybe, people, everybody maybe worries that their children are going to, to be... It's not to, yeah, maybe what's important is not to just take one verse and to, to make an entire practice of life mm -hmm. from that one verse. And so he's here's one example of where he's trying to say, look, I need you to expose this. But in other places, he also says, listen, you know, be mindful of yourselves and and realize that we're all sinners and we're, every single one of us is is broken away from God and all of us have broken relationships and we're trying to be restored. And so right. there is that kind of stuff as well inside <clears> there. <throat> I think that's taking place. But so I, I just think that um, sin is something that is so easy for us to kind of just pinpoint as just an external behavior thing. And it's actually far deeper than that. It's about the idea of, of trying to be without God. And God's saying, I actually want to be with you and I'd like to have a life with you. And that's actually what the counter to it is. So our question for today, 
looking at the time. Uh, our question for today is this. Uh, let me see if I've got it here. What song, when you hear it, brings you to the heart of Jesus? And what songs bring you to a happy place? Oh, you can talk about this one. You have lots of songs. I do, I do. I, my do. problem is that I, I don't have, um, I'm not very good with uh, naming the songs. Or I'm horrible knowing with... any of the words. No, I... I... <laughs> I'm not very good with knowing oh, the you, words. You have your phone right there. Just pull up your I, playlist. I do. I do have a. I do have a playlist. Read that your I, whole playlist. I do have a playlist that I have um, when I'm driving to church, uh, in particular, and uh, it's called my Sabbath celebration playlist. Did you name it that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sabbath celebration. Yeah. That's very original. Yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's not, I can. I can envision the mixtape now. Oh yeah, kind of like a rainbow <laughs> bursting out of a church with a little unicorn, okay. with a Bible floating on top of it. Yeah, and a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, that's really sure, good. Why not? Uh, no, I do have that. But I also, I try to listen to all the songs um, that uh, you know that have been chosen for worship for our church for for the Sabbath. And when I'm writing my sermon as well, I think about the songs that are coming before and the songs that are coming afterwards and all that kind of stuff. That's really important to me. In fact, the guys were were teasing me a few weeks ago about the new song that we're using for our community life, which is, Oh Lord, You Beautiful. And one of them was teasing about me about it, just saying, oh, they remember that song from 1700s. Uh, and, uh, and 1700s? Yeah, mocking me about the fact that it's a really, really old contemporary song. I don't feel like it's that old. I think it's about 40 years old because we're really old. And I so, don't remember it from that long ago. I only knew it maybe in the 90s. In the 90s? Yeah, people think the 90s is a long time ago. 90s is a long time ago. Yeah, so. But I said, you know, actually I do remember it. Uh, I remember it many, many years ago. In fact, I think I heard it at your church, your home church, um, was the first time I actually heard that song being used oh, really? as part of a prayer. And um, I thought it was fantastic. And I just remembered that. It clocked. It's right then. Never done it before. But I'm um, glad to be able to do it here at Boulder now. So there are lots of great songs that, uh, that I think people have and bring us into a happy place. And I think they are important. And that actually is kind of the stuff that he's talking about here, about dwelling in that space or speaking to each other in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and chanting in your heart. I mean, it's about putting good things in your mind. Yeah, I think that's, that's I think that's thing. what he's saying more than anything else is that if you put good things in your mind, if you put the word of God in your mind, that actually does come out. You actually are in a better space than if you put garbage in your mind. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let me repeat the question one more time. Um, what song, when you hear it, brings you to the heart of Jesus and what songs bring you to your happy place? Share that with your uh, loved ones, your friends, your colleagues at work and uh, look after each other, live love and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.